Hello, I'm Nick Holland, Director of Banking and Payments at ISMG. One key area of development in banking and payments is that payments are getting faster, even real time, which brings with it the risk of fraud occurring that is irreconcilable due to the speed of transaction and settlement. It's therefore becoming increasingly critical to focus on the authentication and verification of users at the point of account opening and then tracking for changes throughout the life cycle of that account. Today, I'm speaking with David Barnhart, who's Executive Vice President of Product at GuyAct, a company that provides verification, authentication and funds confirmation information to help businesses assess and manage risk in electronic payments. So welcome, David. Thanks for having me. So let, let's get started. What are the best practices in threat mitigation when it comes to account onboarding? The number one thing is managing the customer lifecycle. Every touch point that a business deals with their consumer, whether it's the enrollment, the payment, re-identification, or in compliance, you need to understand and holistically look at the entire life cycle of that customer. And I, I often refer to it as you need to look at this customer from login to log out. And the reason we say that is a lot of folks have in the past said, well, transaction detection is really the number one place to put our emphasis. If we catch the transaction uh, before it gets away or the funds get credited to the other uh, location, we stop the fraud. Well, that's not necessarily true. What a lot of companies are starting to realize is that if they don't do proper enrollment, if they don't scrutinize the enrollments heavily, a loss will be imminent. Very good. So let's talk about the speed of payments that's changing. So as mentioned, there's a lot of work going on in, in the US and elsewhere around faster uh, or even real-time payments occurring, and, and with that, um, some, some unique attributes. So is there anything unique from a threat standpoint that you're seeing around faster or real-time payments, David? I, I have noticed, and you know, one of the biggest questions, Nick, that came out of the faster payments movement was, does faster payments equal faster fraud? And my answer has always been, well, it doesn't have to. And, you know, I keep focusing back to lifecycle management, managing the risk at every touch point with your customer. If you do the proper enrollment, if you understand the transaction, understanding the transaction as, is this normal for my customer to send these funds, to remit these funds? And what information do you have about the receiver? Does the receiver make sense to be receiving the payment from the consumer? And I often refer to that as seeing really both sides of the transaction. Obviously, a lot of information has been stolen through various data breaches. We still have card breaches. We have PII breaches. You know, it's safe to say that probably everybody in America's information is in some fraud database you know, at one point in time. The real question is, how do we manage these things? And, I, and you know, one thing that we really stress to our customers is getting to what we consider the digital DNA of a consumer. What is the absolute smallest, minute, piece of metadata about the identity, about the payment, does the payment and the identity make sense before you do the faster payment? And I think one of the issues that is really a challenge for all of us is the advent of technology. You know, as technology progresses, as technology makes it easier for us to pay people, you know, the fraud guys seem to be the ones with the leg up. They test the technology and understand the deficiencies. Whereas the solution providers and the, the companies that are providing these faster solutions, they're having to catch up. So getting back to the digital DNA, understanding the transaction, not only the transaction, but both sides of the transaction are key for success and mitigating losses in the future. So, David, based on some of the 
fairly egregious data breaches we've seen over the last few years and the amount of PII that's uh, available on the dark web and elsewhere, we've seen some things like synthetic identity fraud growing significantly. So what steps are there to identify that, given that in a lot of cases it looks very much like just a, a normal consumer opening an account? Identities have certainly posed a challenge for existing detection systems that have been in the marketplace for some time. With synthetic identity, you don't really have attributes that add up to one individual per se, right? They're using a name, a different address to the name, a completely different social security number, one that can be of a person that is recently deceased or of a minor. And when you start bringing together these attributes, traditional consortium models, they will struggle because there's no information there that is showing a previous fraud or any previous events with this individual. And unfortunately, they, they pass with relative ease. When you look at the actual metadata or the data going behind that application, so you notice the name and the, the social, the social doesn't match the name. The date of birth and the issuance of the social doesn't coincide with the date of birth. So when you're looking for specifically synthetic identities, they're relatively easy if you're dealing with what I would consider the digital DNA of the consumer or the actual metadata, and you're comparing what is factual, fact-based attributes of a person's identity with what's been given on an application. So as solution providers, they are struggling to catch up because this is a new twist on identity fraud. Identity providers that actually get to the metadata or the digital DNA of the consumer are gonna have a lot more uh, effectiveness against synthetic identities as they go forward or actually evolve or improve. Very good. So how do you expect the threat landscape to change based on, again, what's happened in terms of PII and and certainly, again, the new schemes that are coming out? I mean, what, what are you anticipating in terms of new forms of fraud? I think the different forms of fraud are going to be driven by the advent of new technologies. They're, you know, the fraud, the fraud operators, they've stolen a lot of personal identifiable information. They have payment information that coincides with the PII they've stolen. And as we evolve services, as we evolve products and solutions to make customers do business with businesses easier, as, you know, maybe fingerprints uh, become a mainstay. Today, it's great to unlock a phone. It's great to unlock an app you know, facial recognition to do the same thing. I think when we start associating PII with fingerprints and faces, you know, it'll pose new challenges. And, and again, it goes back to what is socially acceptable of a consumer. What is the consumers going to drive companies to do to make it easier to do business with them? That to me is where we have to be very careful with associating biometric data with PII because we really open ourselves up to having a new phase and a new dimension of identity fraud. Not only identity fraud, it's your fingerprint, your face, your face is associated with a different name, a different social. That poses a whole plethora of unanswered challenges. And I think we're gonna have to really sit back as you know, solution providers and as experts in the industry and we're going to have to go about how to build solutions and how to ensure as we assign biometrics or whatever it is that's going to be the next thing, how do we ensure that when something is assigned to an individual, 
that is the individual that you think you're doing business with. I think that that's an excellent point. Thank you, David. That was David Barnhart, who's the EVP of product at Guyact. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.